You're listening to Finale, Episode 2, Smallville. Welcome to another edition of Finale, the podcast that's revisiting the series finale of a beloved TV show that at least one of us has watched, usually me. I'm Ron Richards, and I'm here with Carrie Angolia. Hello. Welcome back, Carrie. Thank you. So this time around, we are talking about Smallville, the uh, Superman-themed television show that aired on the WB and the CW for 10 seasons It's a long long time. It's a a very long, long time. Yes. And so it premiered in October 2001, and the season finale aired on May 13th, 2011, and it was a blockbuster two-hour finale. I remember this is the culmination of everything. Some quick facts about this. It it aired on May 13th, 2011. Uh, Ratings were 3.2 million 3.02 3.02 million viewers for the season finale, series finale, which was an increase. It was getting around under 2 million per episode, and it will jump for this the last episode. Now, for 2011, what is that? That those those are great the numbers. Increase for inflation those are great numbers. There, yeah, yeah, like the number one show it gets barely under 2 million viewers. Okay. The t- television ratings are just a mess. It's horrible. Um, it's very hard to tell these days. It is. So Smallville was. Uh, this is the, the show that was developed by Alfred Goff and Miles Miller, Millar or Miller. Like I mentioned, came out in two thousand one. And the whole idea, the whole premise, is that it's chronicling Clark Kent's time before he becomes Superman. First in Smallville, and then they eventually graduate up to Metropolis. And uh, starred Tom Welling as Clark Kent, and Michael Rosenbaum as Lex Luthor. John Schneider as his father, Jonathan Kent, and Ned O'Toole as his mother, Martha Kent, and John Glover as Lionel Luther, Lex's father. So that's kind of quick background on the show. We'll do a little history. Sure. Uh, Carrie, have you ever seen an episode of Smallville before ever? No. I have definitely heard the song. Okay, the theme song, Save Me by Remy Zero, which we heard at the top of the show. And it is epic. I will say... This was my first, I'm going to sit down and watch Smallville. I'm sure that over the years I've caught portions of it because this started at a time where I owned a television. Okay. So. Unlike now. Unlike now. Or the last seven years where I haven't owned a television. So we were still in, I'm flipping through and I'm going to catch a thing. And also I've known you for 25 years. So I couldn't escape something like Smallville completely. Although I don't recall going like, have you seen this show Smallville? I think you'd like it. Like, I don't know. I I can't imagine a moment in our storied history where I would recommend to you an episode of Smallville. No. And yet I'm sure also knowing our history that would not prevent you from talking about it a lot. Fair point, fair point. But you could you could have been in the presence of me and and Connor, my uh, my co-host for my fanboy, where because right. we we both we not only did we watch it. So my, a little bit of my history. I first became aware of the show at the San Diego Comic Con in two thousand one because they were playing the preview for it. it. This was July. It was premiering in October, and in the DC booth they had loops of it. So we just heard the song and the, saw the opening, and it was, we were all very excited because at that point this is. The same year or the year after X-Men was the first superhero movie that started this whole run of, of comic book-themed media. 
Um, and this was the first TV show, and it was Superman. It was a big deal. And so, and us, you know, doing our, our other uh, podcast and website, iFanboy, we had to watch it. But also, we were vested because we're comic book fans. And so, I was there from episode one, mm-hmm. and uh, I was here for the finale uh, at, at season 10, episode 21, later. 22, 10 years later. Yeah. Like, like when I think about shows that I watched 10 years uh, worth, like I watched 10 years of Beverly Hills 90210. I watched Grey's. 15. Well, Grey, yeah, Grey's is now on, Grey's Anatomy is on 13 seasons. It will never ER, end. It will never end. That's another conversation. Uh, ER, yeah. I think, did 15 seasons or 14 oh, seasons, wow. something like that. Yeah, so so this is in the pantheon of committed series. Like, right. I, I never zoned out on this show. No, so. even shows I love, I give up after four seasons because I get right. really tired. Yeah. But... That said, I could kind of see, even just with this one episode, why this was so popular. Right. And you say it premiered in October of 01? Yeah. Yeah, so a so, month after. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, if you think back to that time, it was a very unsure time. Yep. The country was, like, rallied and then depressed and yep. then scared. And what a great time for a superhero origin story. And yep. what a great time to feel like someone is going to come save us. Right. I mean, I could see how that would be a really comforting way to be introduced to superheroes and just a fun kind of lighter take on world destruction. Right. And nothing else really uh, brought that to life more so than the theme song of Save Me by Remy Zero. So uh, I I did write in my notes that that song is iconic. And I I did. Like, I got jazzed about it when it played. But it is long. (laughs) The the, the opening credits are long. Really long. Yeah. yeah, Like, here's every single face of every single person who has ever appeared on the show, which was helpful to me going into it blind but at the same time I was like really did you sit through like a minute and a half of this every episode every episode and this this opening credits didn't even have everybody who's ever been on the show I mean Kristen Kruk who played uh, Lana Lang was Mm -hmm. was off the show at this point Um, you know we had over 10 years you got a lot of coming and goings and things like that but but yeah so let's let's get into this episode so this is uh, the the series finale and it's actually a two hour uh, it was a two hour event so it compromises episodes 21 and 22 of season and 10. And just a quick summary of what happened in the episode. Uh, the first half was focused on Clark and Lois Lane's wedding. They're going to get married, but Lois has just told Clark that, it, that it's off. And so a lot of the episode is Clark trying to get her to go to the, the, the altar. And then we've got some under pinnings of an evil that is approaching. Uh, we see Tess, uh, Lex Luthor's long-lost sister, who is uncovering this evil. And then uh, that leads into the, the wedding actually does happen, or does it, it starts, but it doesn't finish. And then the last episode is focused on uh, the fact that Darkseid uh, is coming and is bringing Apocalypse to Earth. And uh, Clark needs to embrace his uh, his destiny or his you know his yeah, mantle I mean, Superman and and save the world and so it, that, that it kind was of sums ultimately it up. like the building's Roman moment right yeah. like it is the story where he becomes a man yep you know he is he's becoming a man he's becoming yep. Superman and right. that became very clear that he would have to face all of his challenges and fears and leave things behind or keep them with him and there was a lot of struggle there which was convenient because it gave them an opportunity to look back a lot, which was very helpful for me. Yeah, so a, a big theme of the, the episode was of uh, the series, the whole series was Clark dealing with his, you know, his upbringing in Smallville by Jonathan and Martha Kent, as well as the legacy that he's supposedly supposed to inherit from Jor-El. 
And for 10 years, we just had constant, I need to embrace my Kryptonian legacy. I can't need to, I don't need to, going back and forth. And, and the last hour of the show really culminated in that moment where, you know, where we, where John Schneider returned as Jonathan and we got Ter- Terrence Stamp as the voice of Jorel. And uh, you got a real convenient, very long greatest hits clip. Man, <laughs> and then there were kind of two of them in there too. Yeah, there were two. Well, because there were there were two kind of retro. Because also because the other the theme of the show was also was was Clark, you know, his time before Superman. But it was also um, one of the major themes for while Michael Rosenbaum was on the show was Lex Luthor. He left for several years, but it was about the whole premise of this was that Clark and Lex were friends, right, for most of the show. And then, and and basically, what is each other's destiny? Are they destined to be, uh, nem- you know, arch nemesis? Like we know, Lex Luthor is, is right. Yeah, and so. and to me, it was interesting having more recently seen Lego Batman. Yes. Spoiler <laughs> alert: that the theme of can a hero exist without a villain, and yep. can a villain exist without a hero, and you know, how does that bro yeah. dynamic yeah. really come to life and make? really help define who each of those people are. And and to give you a, a little more background on that was that they, so Michael Rosenbaum had been off the show for several seasons and they actually had several plot lines that hinted at him coming back where they had like a bald person from the back of the head, like, but it, he wasn't back. And the fact that he came back for this episode was like a huge, like, we're like oh, he's back. And so, yeah. So this is, little, this yeah. is what I was saying the other day that I want Christina Yang to come back to Grace, to Grey's Anatomy. Yep. There are several moments in the show where she should have already come back. Yep. Uh, this episode's not about Grey's Anatomy. I'm, everything is about Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> the, but the one TV show you watch. The one TV show I watch. Although I did take like five years off yeah, from that as know, well. So. But I'm just saying I could imagine how impactful that would be as a fan of the show yep. to have someone like that come back. Yeah. Okay. So. You watched two hours of Smallville. I did. The last two hours, what did, did you like it? Did you hate it? What, what was your? Um, uh, I thought it was like a perfectly CWE yeah. show. Okay. I'm not. I don't have an impulse to go back and watch ten years of it, but yeah. I can't think of any show that would really make me want to do that. Fair. But I could imagine it being really fun. Yeah. I. It was, you know, obviously a little hamfisted yeah. at points, and it was very clear that it was a two-hour finale where they needed to tie up every single loose end yep. and there were certain parts that I was like yeah okay like that doesn't matter at all yeah. in this plot but they had to horn it in there shoehorn it in there so yeah. that that could get all tied up like, like I really felt like the existence or story arc of Tess was lacking yes. and felt really like okay so how long did we know that she was just, I don't know, like an organ breeder for her evil brother well, family? Like, she, she seemed so extraneous yeah. and so, like... That was it. That was a big prop because what had happened was is that John Glover as Lionel Luther left the show. Michael Rosenbaum as Lex Luthor left the show. And so they needed... Lionel was... Amazing. Oh, a lot. Well, that's that's one thing. The, the th- I would I would recommend going back and watching all ten years of Smallville purely for John Glover because he is. I mean, like he's he's a national treasure. He's the, fantastic. The minute he's, he 
is on the screen, yeah. I was way into it. And and even this and even this, I feel bad because I feel bad for you because even this episode, I feel bad for you, was hindered. This episode was hindered by the fact that he was ch- Darkseid was channeling through Lionel's body, and so you didn't even get full Lionel Luther. You got it sometimes, but there was like the like the last episode was when Darkseid inhibited his body, and that was the fight between him and Clark. That that wasn't even Lionel. That was just John Glover mm. with a big beard and being right. you know possessed. Yeah, but um, but you did get you did get a little taste of Lionel, which is, I'm glad you picked up on that, because oh, yeah. Lionel Phenomenal. was one of my favorite things of the show. It was fantastic. So. Definitely. I mean, better than, I mean, I'm glad Clark finally became a man and everything, but oh <laughs> my gosh, what a Hamlet. Like, yeah. just, if you haven't decided now yet. Ten years. After ten years, <laughs> like, where's your super smarts? Well, like, just be a super good decider. How the, about that? That's the one thing about Clark over the ten years of Smallville was that he was a little lunk-headed at times. And it was what a, <laughs> a nudge. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, him and Lois are cut out for one another. She is also an idiot. Yeah. I mean. What did, what, did, what did you think of Erica Durant's as Lois? Fine. She, yeah. I mean, I wasn't compelled. Yeah. I didn't feel any, there was, to me, there was no chemistry between them at all. <laughs> the scene through the door where they're like talking to one another through the door about the vows and if they're going to go through with everything, I thought I could imagine when reading it that someone thought that there would be like some good tension there about yeah. like, are they going to go through with it? Are they not? You know, their love, can that love well, overcome doubt? And, but, and, this, yeah. and this, is, this is one of the things that, that we struggle with with this show and with a, 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 like, so currently right now on Fox is Gotham, which is, you know, the time before Bruce Wayne becomes Batman and stuff like that. And so there are these, what I think is really interesting is that there are these stories where we know we know what happens. We right. know that Clark know is going to become ending. Superman. We know that him and Lois have a relationship. We know that him and Lex are going to be villains. We know the ending. But what they did for all these 10 years was like they, they, had, they had them getting married. And it's like, no, it's too early for them to get married. And sure enough, they don't get married. And so the series, end, the, the series ends with the fast forward to seven years later where they're about to get married again. You know, so it's like it kind of like how do they play with, OK, we know what the audience expects Right. And how and sometimes it was kind of like roll your eyes and like, oh, I know Lex isn't gonna die because he's gonna go on to become the villain. You know, but what they did with this, like with Lex, is that they Smallville also got very creative with science and uh, uh, MacGuffins that could just, yeah. you know, uh, or just like machinas that could just change things. And so in this particular case, Tess's last act is infecting Lex with a neurotoxin that makes him forget everything. Yeah, so memory was a huge part of this episode, right? Clark is struggling with, I have to let go of the memory of my father. No, I have to bring the memory of my father. I have to let go of my past with Lois in order to become the superhero I'm destined to be. And then with Lex and... Clark, it's or Superman. Yeah, it's Clark, very it's like here are the memories. Like here's our retrospective musical montage. And then Lex actually says, "That's the thing about memories. You can't forget them." And then 37 seconds later, <laughs> his sister's like, "And then you'll never remember anything." And I was like, "Oh, I guess I guess that's not the thing about memories <laughs> at all." Well, but 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 that's an, that's an interesting, very comic booky kind of thing to do is that they wipe Lex's slate clean so that now that Clark is Superman, it, it and it becomes a nature versus nurture kind of thing where like they in the show they were close friends, but they were always kind of at odds because they're their destiny is to be at odds, you know, right. like, you know, so Lex on a blank slate will become the villain 
and obsessed with Superman and, and you know, the xenomorph, you know, xenophobic, you know, kind of uh, character that he is because that's what's in his DNA. So I don't know, I thought that, that was that was kind of interesting. You did mention that we did get not only does when Clark is in the Fortress of Solitude and gets his, his greatest hits moments when Lex's memories wiped, we get Lex's kind of greatest hits moments. It was kind of very look back on the ten years and see well, how we became you know And not to mention that the intro to the show, there's this frame narrative yeah. of Someone, right? We don't know who that is. I didn't know who that is yet. It's Chloe. Yes, I figured that out. Reading a comic book (laughs) to her kid. And I don't know if that was a surprise to anyone knowing who that character was. Yes, it was. That was like, what? You're like, oh. Yeah, exactly. But very convenient for me. Yeah. Because she pretty much encapsulated the last 10 years in one minute of dialogue. Yeah. And then, you know, I... That that seven year old call you up, right? That seven year old kid is the is the foil for me. So right? we, so we, except for the Tess, except for the Luther storyline, do you were you able to watch this having not watched anything and you didn't need any other threats? Like it, it stood on its own as a finale. Yeah, I think I mean, so. Or as an episode. Right? I mean, yeah. some of it felt. I mean, it was clear to me that Chloe and the Manny had some the Manny. <laughs> Uh, Justin Hartley, I think, uh, yes. uh, the actor who um, who's on This Is Us now. Well, do you know who he was in, the, in Smallville? Do you know who he is? Well, he had arrows. <laughs> yes, he, and what was his outfit? And it was greenish. He was the green arrow. So he was the green arrow. So I don't know if that's a, a weakness in the comic book world, but no matter what show, movie, script, documentary, like whatever it is, that character is always real dumb. Green Arrow, or yeah, I've never seen a like successful, exciting Green Arrow. Oh, we should watch it. We can watch it. when Arrow ends. We can do the series finale. All right, we'll do the Arrow, series finale of Arrow because Arrow. Uh, oh, so is, I've stepped in it now. Yeah, you stepped in it. You I stepped, stepped in it, it yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh well, what a good setup. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny. A little side note because there was rumblings of them doing a Green Arrow spinoff starring Justin Hartley oh. at the time. They tried to spin off. They tried to do. They they almost spun off Aquaman. Um, they tried to spin off Arrow, but they didn't. And then like the after Smallville ended, the next year I think uh, Arrow started on the CW oh. the current Arrow and we're like is it the same is it related what, what, right, is it? in the same and, universe yeah, and no or? they're not they're, no, it's they're a totally different. It's a new interpretation All right, that's well I'm happy to I'm happy to be proven wrong yeah. on that yeah. but his participation was was so unusual in the saving of the world at the end and also at one point they're making a plan everyone's together yeah. and they're making a plan and Chloe's like I'm gonna go to the mainframe, or I don't know, she's going to go do something, and then we just literally never see what she does or see her ever again (laughs) until seven years later when she has a kid. (laughs) And did you pick up on who the father was? I'm assuming it's the Manny. Yeah, because the kid looks at the bow and arrow in his room. Right, right. right. Yeah, Yeah, but you knew that because they... Yeah, because they were together, yeah. Right, they were together. They had been married while they were under a spell. Right. And then he had the... He was part of the Omega fraternity <laughs> yes, that made he, him evil. Yeah, he got he got the Ome- the mark of the Omega, which is apocalypse and the darkness yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And I and I wrote in my notes, oh no, Manny's a bad guy. Yeah. But he wasn't. He was just possessed. Right. But I I also felt like one note I took away from all of this was that uh, speechifying is incredibly effective in this world. So. Superman basically <laughs> convinces the Manny not to be a bad guy anymore in like 12 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like, so how long has he had the mark of the 
it was a few whatever episodes. on his yeah, forehead. Yeah, like, where if he had just brought it up earlier, they could have had all of this resolved. Know, but they didn't know. I know, but well, it really Clark took. Clark brings a, the light. That was the whole well, thing. Well, Clark is it? basically yeah. like. So I had to assume right. that like him talking was bringing the light. Right. And yet I I was unmoved. Yeah. You're a good guy. Like, oh, I am. Wait, never mind. I'm well, not possessed I wa- anymore. I want to talk more about Clark in a second, but but before we move on from uh, the Manny Arrow, um, did you uh, him donning his costume again? Because he had left. He because him and Chloe were together, and Chloe didn't want him to be the, the Green Arrow anymore, so he left it behind. So him donning the costume in the moment. Purely to shoot three arrows, like it was the quickest. Like. And those arrows turn people to dust. Is that does that always happen, no. or just in this? Okay. Yeah. So okay. So moving on to Clark being the bringer of light. Uh, what did you? What were your thoughts around the the the, the threat, the the threat of dark side and the and, and apocalypse, and then Clark's ascension? Um. Okay. <laughs> the thing that stood out to me the most is that it's clear to me that the decision-making and the bringing of the light and all of that was like mostly an internal struggle. Right. Much like Wizard of Oz. Click your heels. You, could like, you, you had could, the power the whole time. You had the power the whole time. Yeah. And yet I didn't really feel like his internal struggle was convincing enough to me right. because he spends... There's a giant planet on fire hurtling towards Earth. <laughs> the plan is to... Hit Earth like, like it's not like yeah, it's like, it is it's, intercepting it's, the and it's close enough that like airplanes are falling out of the sky <laughs> and and people are like seeing explosions and there's lightning and he just like is taking his sweet time he's like I'm gonna go to the barn and talk to Dad and I'm gonna go to the ice castle and talk to other Dad I'm gonna have this moment where I'm just like looking off into the distance like get to it man <laughs> well what I like to say he's in the barn he's in the barn and Lionel. Uh, whose dark, dark side is possessed Lionel, and they have their final face-off, and there's a moment where he uh, holds a crystal from the Fortress of Solitude, yeah. and then is transported to the Fortress of Solitude to have a whole conversation with Jor-El and watch Clark's greatest hits clip. Right. Like, <laughs> like in the moment. So like. he's, he's been hit, and he's flying through the air, yeah. and he's having that all happen in his head, and then he can, like, stop in midair yeah. and, like, slowly change to a fighting position. Right. I... I didn't know, again, I didn't know what had been set up in the past, well, so but that, that seemed really just well, so the, the bonkers. Him floating in air and then and then flying through Darkseid uh, to kill him, was that emotionally charged for you at all? No. Okay, so now to give you the background on that, the and this is going to get to another thing, Clark never flew in all those 10 years. Okay. He, that was the first time he ever he was a, so, ever able to. I mean, he was able to jump. He came close to flying. He tried. He couldn't. There was a couple of moments when he was possessed and was able to, whatever. But that was always like the the, the yeah. last kind of thing. And um, that's why, if you notice, they uh, he always ran everywhere. Yeah. Did you know super, super speed? And they called him the Blur. Yeah. Right. And so that was a big fan moment. We're like, oh, yeah. oh he figured it out. Right. And yeah. I think that obviously the. When he flies up into space or yeah. away from Earth, that yeah. I felt the impact of that yeah. with the uniform. Well, yeah. So, so the costume. So that's another thing. Did you costume? What was the what was uniform, the outfit? What was whatever. the emotional reaction to the the donning of the costume? For I you? mean, it, it felt significant to me yeah. for sure because I I could tell that with all the flashbacks I had, that he would often wear a red button down with a blue shirt underneath it. Yeah, like, they did that a lot. Hinting at I. Have super colors. And did you see the, the red leather jacket with the S yeah. pressed on it, right? Yeah. But this, you know, it it was clear that this was significant. I think I, of course, 
being the practical person I am, was like, so he's jumping, flying into space, and then a blur, a whoosh goes by, and during that time, he just, like, stretched this outfit on. I also thought um, the moment where he's on the roof, and he, this is, I think... The last shot? The last shot, where he, like, takes off his glasses glasses. and takes off his blazer. I just am imagining the janitor, like, ten minutes (laughs) later, being like, someone leave their pants up here? (laughs) What? This happens every other day. Like, someone just leaves their glasses on the roof, like, every other day. I love that it, that's like, it's playing the classic Christopher Reeve Superman music in that moment, and 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 he's doing the shirt pull, like, that's the fan moment, and you're like, who's gonna pick up his glasses? Like, like, that's... Well, then I was also like, where's the phone booth here? Yeah, yeah. Well, they had a phone booth. Well, there was a moment in the in the flashback where they showed him mm. going into a phone booth. But um, they, they toyed with that all the time. But what's interesting is that, again, also, that's the first time he ever wore the costume. Yeah. Well, quote, unquote, wore the costume. Right. Uh, and the, the series creators, uh, Goff and Miller, uh, had a rule on that they explained on season one that the rule for Smallville was no flights, no tights. And in that he would never fly and he would never wear the costume. Because then it's not Smallville, then it's Superman. Right, exactly. So now that said, though, did you notice anything funny about him in the costume? Oh, no. I'm not going to know this. I feel like this is like a nerd thing. No, no, it's not a nerd thing. No, 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 no. Like in the shooting of it, did you Uh, notice that there were a lot of shots of Tom Welling's head? And then anytime it was a long (laughs) shot of the costume, it was like way in the distance. Farther away, yeah. There are no shots of Tom Welling in the costume. Interesting. And is that contractual, or and, is that? Well, no. This is this is hotly debated. This is so like so the 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 uh, public explanation by the. By so the, this just P.S. Like this is a nerd thing you're talking about now. It's not a comic no, book thought, nerd thing. but no, it's like a media. This is a media nerd thing, nerd which I thought you'd be finding. No, I appreciate. It. I appreciate it. Uh, the public quote by the 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 episodes uh, producers and writers who um, I forget their names, but how they explained it. Uh, I think it was Peterson. Was this? I'm just looking at it right now. The writers and the producers of the of the last episode, Brian Peterson, Kelly Suters, and Greg Beeman, um, how they explained it was uh, that they it wasn't about the costume, and they did they wanted it to be kind of we knew it was happening, but the behind the scene rumors are a couple of things. One is that apparently to use the costume, the cost for the CW to license it from DC Comics was so exorbitant that yeah. they they could bear they could only use it sparingly. Yeah. That the costume was only on set for a single day and it came under lock and key. And there's a shot of John Schneider handing yes. it to him. Yeah. That's the only time it was there, and 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 they shot it and it was done. Gotcha. So there's a rumor that Tom Welling never actually wore it. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. Um, there's a rumor that. Uh, Warner Brothers and DC did not want Tom Welling to appear fully in the costume because this is before the first Superman with Henry Cavill movie was coming out and they didn't want to confuse audiences. There's also a rumor that Tom Welling did not want to appear in the costume because he did not want to be typecast and... So I'll just play Clark Kent for ten years, but yeah, I won't put like, me in the suit. Yeah, yeah but so okay. there are a lot. There are lots of like what really happened behind the scenes. But if you go back and watch that sequence, it's all real tight close-ups yeah. of his face, and then really far away shots of the blue yeah. and red flying away. Right. <laughs> just, um, <laughs> so just to go to that typecasting, what has Tom Welling been up to? Nothing. I mean, he's done some stuff here and there, but um, but yeah, he. That was one thing, like, towards the end of it was, like, because he wanted to end it. And he became a producer on Smallville. He was very – he was hap- he was he was more than happy to, to profit from it. But, I mean, he's only done three acting gigs since then. Mm. Um, he's all movies, all right? Um, he was in Cheaper by the Dozen in 2003 with, with uh, Steve Martin. That was his big kind of movie thing. During. Um, during, yeah. 
but uh, he hasn't done much. And because honestly, uh, he produced the TV, he produced the TV show called Hellcats, um, and that's really it. So he's, he was a, he was in Parkland, Draft Day, and The Choice. Hmm. Yeah, so he's really kind of. But after doing ten years of a syn, like this syndication, oh, yeah, money, sure. He doesn't I mean, have to. Yeah. he doesn't have to. Yeah. No, but it was good to see the Manny out in the world. I don't know that I've seen Chloe. I don't know. Where are they now? Kind Where of. Where are they almost. now? Yeah, I just yeah. I don't watch enough TV, obviously. Yeah. Hence this whole show. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, and the thing was is that the the Justin Hartley was only on for a handful of series, handful of episodes. So Allison Mack was on two hundred episodes of Smallville. She's done some stuff since then. Like she's been she's been working, not a ton of stuff. She's done a bunch of little TV series, American Odyssey, Lost in Oz, Wilfred. Michael Rosenbaum, who I thought was great as Lex, yeah, you know, does have hair. That's important to note. Um, but yeah, no, he's done some stuff here and there, but nothing great. He's done a lot of voices. He's, done, he's mm. been doing like DC voices and things like that. He was in a TV series called Breaking In and another show called Impastor. Um, so yeah, so they're, they're kicking around. So aside from the costume drama, yeah. the drama of the costume piece, I, I definitely felt that that was an impactful moment, yep. especially if you'd been watching it for so long. I did think there were two moments that happened right around that time in the show that I thought were funny. When Lois sees Superman out the window yep. of the plane, first of all, what are the chances? Well, it was Air Force One. He, uh, he was, okay. Air Force One was going down with the president, so... Towards the planet? No. Yeah. So I mean, Clark, think of- Clark saved the plane. I mean, super, I, yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. But like it was but the, the moment of holding up, going up to the window. Like, it was like a weird, happy ending Twilight yeah. Zone episode. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, there's yeah. a monster out the window, but it's Superman. That's great. Yeah. Well, but that's also that's a very this movie drew a lot from the Richard Donner, yeah. Christopher Reeve Superman, um, which also Superman Returns by Brian Singer drew a lot from. And, mm. and that image of Superman saving the plane is, is very it, is iconic. Is very iconic. Yeah. A side note about Air Force One. Very lack security. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the fact that the sec was it the Secretary of Defense? Uh, Get out of here, young lady. Like, that is you're, not you're, how that would be handled at all. I know. Well, yeah, yeah. like no, just not even before two thousand and one. <laughs> like that is just never. Yeah. Oh, I'm just gonna take this ID yeah. anyway. The other thing I thought felt a little off was the celebration. <laughs> of being saved from like imminent death by a giant flaming planet seemed pretty subdued. Yeah, everybody was, it was like there. Four was... people hugged and then that was really it. Yeah. I my, thought maybe there could be a little bit more. One of my favorite parts of that is uh, so after Clark saves the uh, Air Force One and then it's the shot of the city and Oliver the Manny Green yeah. Arrow is back in his civvies and he's on the street amongst so the people. So many costume changes. Yeah, a lot. Of, but so he's back in his normal clothes, and the blue blur flies by, and, and like it does, it does a flyby of the crowd, and then goes up to the planet, and then it's a shot of Oliver just goes to something like, "Go get him, Clark." Or like, it's just like so. Like, it's so. It was a little ham-fisted. Yeah, like there were parts of it that were a little dorky, but. You but know, so the the then that so that is saved, and I like that we didn't get an explanation like what he did. Or, well, it's you know, not like about it's, that, right? right exactly, like yeah. it's because if he's bringing the light, and if this yeah. is all internal struggle, then it's about just him finding the strength to push the planet away. Right. Yeah. Like it's not really about what happens to that planet. Does it go hit the moon? Like what? Yeah. You know, it's not really about that. Um, but so, did you like the little seven years later in the Daily Planet? And I there were a couple things that happened. One is seeing Lex post memory wipe yeah. in the tower yeah. I actually wrote that's very Trumpian yeah it was and, and then and to have the frame of him at the after seven years as president or president elect I don't yeah. remember the, I was like oh 
Oh. So to, to give you the background <laughs> on that, that was a comic book storyline where Lex becomes president, and they, in earlier in Smallville, they did like a someone got a glimpse of the future and it's Lex in a white suit and yeah. he's the president and the world is burning yeah. and it was the whole like kind of destiny kind of thing so the fact that they folded that, that in they touched on that is yeah, nice yeah but yeah. Yeah, you're right it is very Trumpy. I mean the, yeah. because that happened before yeah. that reveal yeah. I was like oh that's he's yeah. in a tower with his name on top and yeah. blah 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 I liked a little bit of the tension between Lois and Clark then yep in the newsroom. Yeah, he's like, he calls her Miss Lane, and she's like, knock it off, nobody's looking. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was good. Yeah. I don't know if the seven years had any significance. Like, why seven? Yeah, just time passed, you know. And then like, what, like, what kept them from going back to the wedding? Yeah. Like, just life. You yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if, <laughs> if, like, natural disaster strikes in the middle of my wedding, I'm not going to just go back to work and be like, oh, <laughs> oh I, guess, well. <laughs> I guess we'll do that later. I mean, the calendar looks pretty full. <laughs> Yeah. Meanwhile, like your friends Arrow and What's Her Face have a kid, yeah. and you're like, "What is that? That reminds me. There was something. There was something I was about to do. I can't quite. Oh, right. Um, but no. Uh, but the Daily Planet was fun. Uh, you, you didn't probably pick up on this, but Perry White yelling, "Great Caesars goes." That was Michael McKean huh. uh, from Laverne and Shirley and yeah. Spinal Tap. He played Perry White earlier in the series. So he and he was a drunk and he was a washed up reporper. And now seven years later, he's the editor of the paper. He kind of re, you know redeemed himself. You got a young Jimmy Olsen. Yes. Well, no, or but, Olsen. But Olsen, because Jimmy, or yeah, because Jimmy cousin? was Jimmy Olsen was on the show and died, I think, and or something happened. And so there's yeah. a new Olsen who's a photographer. Yeah. yeah, it was nice. It just like here's the status quo. This is what the Superman that you know, and then you get the iconic. Donner music with the, with, yeah. with the reveal and the, yeah, yeah, I mean that yeah. that that, that end cat ending. that it's, end cat felt good. Yeah. I think everything wrapped up really neatly. Yeah, like real, real neatly. The way it and, and it wrapped up the only way it could have. You know, with the, I think with for the, a show like that, yeah, yeah that, that's the only. He walks out on the roof. The American flag is behind him. You know, like and the music starts playing. Yeah. The pulls the shirt open and then and it ends on the S logo. That that's the way to do it. So, all right, do you have any other observations or? Uh, um, a lot more talk, a lot less action than I imagined. Yes, well, that, that was that was and a the, that I was a theme of the entire series. I don't know if it's a budget issue, <laughs> yeah. or they can only do one flaming apocalypse planet every ten seasons. Shooting in Vancouver has its limitations. So, yeah. I mean, man, it's just a lot of conversation, in ter- like with well, Clark and Lois, with Lois and the whoever, with every with uh, everyone. Feel, Clark te- has two Tess dads. And, Tex and Lex. Tess and like Tess just was so. Yeah. I wanted to she like just yeah. flick her away. She yeah. was so extra. I liked Clark's mom. And I know we didn't we didn't talk about that particularly, but yeah. I I didn't quite get her outrage at New Metropolis Clark. I think right. that might have been building as we yeah. led up to this episode because his departure from his past. I didn't really see it, but sure. I'm imagining that that was built up to because she was really upset. Yeah, um, and that she's just also came a congresswoman now. Yeah, which, which seemed also. I mean, yeah. good for her. Yeah, yeah. I so. mean, better than being some little old lady, right? Like baking pies. But yeah, there there was a lot more talk and a lot less action than I. Expected. Than I expected. So you did say it earlier, but just to clarify, so w- will you ever go back and watch another episode of Smallville ever again? I mean, not unless you make me. <laughs> I'm not going to make you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, except sometimes you're like, no, but you need to just see this one scene. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, 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 glad you enjoyed it. But you enjoyed it. It wasn't, you didn't hate it. I didn't I'm, I'm getting a it. sense you didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Okay. I could appreciate it. Yeah. It wasn't like... The way I, you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go back and watch that movie again. Right, right. Like I would with the You don't the feel the need to go watch 10 years of the show. Yeah, and yeah. to fill in the blanks. I yeah. feel like I, I could kind of fill in the blanks there. But overall, uh, I, I kind of get it. 
Okay, cool. All right, well, Smallville in the books. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Finale. Follow us on Twitter at Finale Podcast, and we're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Finale Podcast. And you can find all of our episodes on finalepodcast.com. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.